Hello, and welcome to podcast number four of Embrace the Wrestle. I'm so glad you're here. And as always, I value the time you spend listening to this podcast. I would love to hear from you. I'd like for you to tell me your thoughts about the content of the podcast. Give me feedback, what you like, what you don't like, and let me know of topics you would be interested in. My email address is ladima at embracetherestle.net. All lowercase letters and ladima is spelled L-A-D-E-M-A. You can also find me on Facebook where I have an Embrace the Wrestle page. I'm also on Twitter. Look for at Embrace the Wrestle. And on Instagram, you guessed it, Embrace the Wrestle. True confessions here. I have yet to master social media. I keep telling myself it's a generational thing. So if you know of any social media gurus, please send them my way. Today, I want to talk about pressure or what some might call mental stress. That feeling we have that tells us we're supposed to do something particular, be someone particular, act in a specific way, dress a certain way, believe a specific doctrine. I'm guessing that sounds familiar to you. There is a real connection between pressure and mental health, obviously, whether the pressure is merely perceived or real. The idea of mental pressure has certainly been brought to the forefront of society's consciousness recently, with Simone Biles electing to drop out of the team finals at the Tokyo Summer Olympics. Now, this is not going to be a discussion regarding Simone's decision. There are reports of this that give her kudos for doing so, and there are other reports that say she let the team down and the country. I'll add my two cents here and say that Simone has never been a stranger to pressure or at least not recently, you can't become the top female gymnast without being able to handle that type of pressure. She'd been to the Olympics before. So I say kudos to Simone for paying attention to what her mind and body were telling her and not letting one person, one team, one organization, or one country convince her to do otherwise. Simone didn't let anything or anyone convince her or coerce her into doing something that could have proven to be damaging to her, physically or mentally. I think we would all be better off if we really paid attention to what our minds and bodies are telling us. So where does your pressure come from? Does it come from Family, parents, spouse, partner, significant other, from work, your boss, the company, co-workers, from friends or peers. How about from school, teachers, coaches, 
And what type of issues do you feel pressured about? Are you pressured about school, where to go, what to study, to have a certain GPA? Is the pressure you experience related to appearance? Are you expected to have a certain look, dress a certain way, have a certain physical appearance? What about pressure for choosing the right friends? Are you expected to perform or achieve in a specific way or to a specific level? Some people experience pressure to get married and start a family. Are you being pushed into a relationship that you know really isn't for you? And on the flip side of this, some people are strongly discouraged to divorce or to end a relationship. They find themselves being pressured to stay in an unhealthy marriage. Along the lines of relationships, are you pressured to only date a certain type of person, a certain race or ethnicity, or maybe someone with a certain level of education? There can also be pressure along gender roles. For some families, cultures, societies, it is not okay for a woman to work outside of the home. Or it might not be okay for a man to be a stay-at-home dad or stay-at-home husband. What if you're being pressured to deny your sexual orientation? Are you being pressured about achieving a certain level of social status? Are you supposed to live in a certain place, drive a certain type of car, have a certain type of job? What about being pressured to smoke, drink, or use drugs? And what about your belief system that feeds into pressure? All of these areas that we can be pressured in can be influenced by any of the sources of pressure. For example, my family, peers, belief system, culture, and perhaps even my work environment can pressure me into or out of marriage to a particular person. Or I can be pressured into or out of a divorce. I know there are firms, or at least there used to be firms, that strongly encouraged marriage and discouraged divorces. It was a culture of the firm to appear that everyone was happily married and focused on family. Likewise, I can gain my work ethic from my family, positive or negative, and I can get pressure regarding my quality of work from my peers my boss, or the organization or company I work for. Most of us find it more comfortable to be with like-minded individuals. So, if I have a strong work ethic and my coworker doesn't, I can be pressured by that coworker to slack off. In this way, I'm not making my coworker look bad. We can have a partner, significant other, or spouse who doesn't understand the need to work extra hours from time to time. In that way, I can be pressured to get to work and leave work at specific times, regardless of work being completed or not. Parents can pressure their teen not to smoke, drink alcohol, or use drugs. 
but the friends of the teen can impact a much stronger pressure at times. Or at least the teen perceives the pressure from their friends to be stronger. Actually, unfortunately, some of our youth, kids younger than teens, are being pressured into substance use by their friends. A coach can apply pressure to a student to play a certain sport, achieve a certain level. Maybe the kid doesn't want to play, or perhaps more commonly, maybe the parents don't want their child to play the particular sport. I think we also see many examples of parents pressuring a child to play a sport when the kid has no heart for that sport. And how can I leave out pressure to be sexual? With the Me Too and Time's Up movements, it's obvious there is a lot of not only pressure to be sexual, but coercion and manipulation. Growing up, it was understood that I would go to college. This aligned with my idea at the time, so it didn't feel like pressure. I knew from the time I was about four years old that I wanted to be a nurse. So going to college was a given. However, if I had stuck with my original plan prior to four years old to be an elevator operator or a store clerk, I might have felt pressured to attend college. I also knew growing up that I was supposed to get good grades and be well-behaved, not get into any trouble. In my younger days, I was very quiet and shy. I never wanted to ruffle any feathers. (laughs) I guess I grew out of that. In my 20s, I started making decisions for myself that were not necessarily in line with my family's goals or expectations of me. And these choices did not go over well at all. I spent the night with my college boyfriend and went on a vacation with him. My mother who was concerned about how things looked, was mortified when she learned that my boss knew I was going on vacation with my boyfriend. This was around 1978. Also in my 20s, I dated a man 16 years older than me who was divorced and had had a vasectomy. (laughs) Oh my gosh, there were so many things wrong with that picture. Obviously, the age difference, he was divorced, and there would be no grandchildren if I married this man. I was briefly estranged from my parents over that one. Also in my 20s, I dated a man outside of my race. I never actually let my parents in on that one. But when I did fall in love with a black man in my late 30s, my parents' responses were rather ugly. Although, my father did end up apologizing a couple of years later. He simply said he knew he had been wrong. Later in my 40s, I didn't buy into a certain extended family member's tales of woe and viewing themselves as a victim. I was not happy when I learned that my family's Christmas holiday would include this person. I didn't concede to the pressure of accepting this person's story and was told that I was not a Christian because I didn't want to spend Christmas with them. My response was, I'll take that up with God. 
My point of sharing these situations is to highlight that there are often consequences to not conceding to the pressures we experience. And those consequences can be quite painful, but that's okay. We are the ones who get to decide what price we're willing to pay to not concede to the pressure. We are the ones that get to weigh the pros and cons. Up until this point, all of the sources of pressure that we've been talking about have been external. But often, our pressure actually originates within ourselves. This is internal pressure. What do you pressure yourself about? Is it relationships, money, career, work ethic, perfectionism, appearance, status? What is it that you won't give yourself some slack on or give yourself a break about? Just an FYI, I've found, along with many of my friends that are my age, that there are more and more things we cut ourselves slack on because we know so much of what we were concerned about or pressured ourselves about in the past really wasn't all that important. Okay, regardless of the source of the pressure, whether it be internal or external, it still feels the same and has the same characteristics. What does pressure feel like to you? It can feel as mild as being influenced, to being persuaded, to being coerced or manipulated, or to being intimidated. And that never feels good. And these feelings can bring about Symptoms of tension, feeling stuck or that we have no options, feeling a sense of heaviness or negativity, feeling that there will be no end to the pressure, feeling anxious or depressed. We can experience decreased concentration, which can lead to decreased productivity. We can feel incapable or unable, maybe even a failure. We can feel blah with no motivation. There can be a sense of dread. And we can have somatic or physical symptoms such as high blood pressure, accelerated heart rate. The pressure can impact our sleep or our appetite. We can experience headaches, nausea, and other GI issues. It's so important to manage these symptoms so that they don't get out of control or lead us to the point of complete apathy, burnout, exhaustion, or complete collapse. So what can we do to manage these symptoms? Well, I think it's important to breathe. Take long, deep breaths. Allow your diaphragm to fully expand. And on exhale, get as much of the air out of your lungs as you can. Learn some relaxation techniques like deep breathing or progressive muscle relaxation. 
These techniques can be done anywhere, at any time, and no one has to know that you're doing them. Take breaks. Stop working through lunch. Yes, it's okay to do that. And develop a healthy routine of exercise or some sort of movement. Get fresh air in your lungs on a daily basis. Have a routine of self-renewal or charging your batteries. Something like meditation, prayer, yoga, reading or journaling, allowing yourself time for a hobby. I recharge my batteries in a variety of ways. This time of year, I love to float in the water. Taking a walk and really paying attention to the nature around me. I swear I'm going to become a bird watcher soon. I think that means I'm really getting old. (laughs) Listening to music and dancing can recharge my batteries. Listening to or watching something funny. Working a crossword puzzle. Or just being lazy. Or indulging myself with my guilty pleasure TV shows. Okay, so we have an idea of how to manage the symptoms that come from feeling pressured. But is there anything we can do to minimize or deflect the pressure directed toward us? Well, of course there is. First, we have to realize that as adults, we are in charge of ourselves. We ultimately make the decision of what we will and won't do. At least, that's the way it works when we have healthy boundaries. And when we don't view ourselves as victims of other people's dictates or situations. We need to take a look at our personal values and goals, and maybe any rules that we may have for ourselves. We need to take an honest look at these to see if any are unrealistic. Do I always have to be right? Is it not okay to make a mistake? Do I have to be a straight-A student? Do I have to have the perfect family, home, career? Do I have to be outstanding in every aspect of my life? Along this line of thinking, I think it's also important to take a serious look at what our personal definitions of success and failure are. For example, is it important for me to have a work-life balance or Is it more important to rock it to the top? Is it more important for me to feel comfortable in my own skin? Or do I embrace the images from the media and make myself miserable with extreme diets and exercise? Is it more important to me to say no to something that I know I don't want to do, don't have time to do, or maybe I shouldn't do because of the negative consequences? Or is it more important for me to please someone or go along with the crowd? I've always said, if you make a decision for yourself that is truly a healthy decision, it will also be the right decision for those around you. For example, let's say you're asked to take on one more project. Doesn't matter if this is at work or in your community. You already have way too much on your plate 
and you've been starting to feel a little overwhelmed with the tasks at hand. What might happen if you say yes to this additional project? Well, you could become totally overwhelmed and not be able to fully function at anything you're doing with the quality of your work suffering. You may resent the person or persons who have asked you to take on something extra. You might become cranky or irritable. And I think it's pretty likely that you'll put yourself on hold and stop doing the things that are healthy for you. You'll end up neglecting yourself or those who are closest to you. In the end, you may have made one person or one group of people happy, but at what cost? What might happen if you say no to taking on something extra? Well, you will be keeping yourself, your physical and mental health, a priority. And no one else is going to do that for you. I'm thinking you'll likely feel a sense of relief that you said no. Someone or some group may be disappointed for a minute, but they will find someone else to do whatever they were asking you to do. And this also gives someone else a chance to step up to the plate. Now, I know in a work situation, we can't always say no. But if we are continually asked to take on extra work, we need to be able to address this with the right person or persons. Okay, back to taking a look at our values and goals. If we do have unrealistic or perfectionistic values or goals for ourselves, we definitely need to realign those to fit with what a normal human being can do. We will never be able to do anything perfectly. We need to let go of that grandiose thought. Once we do have our values and goals aligned realistically, our internal pressure will automatically be minimized. And then we can use those goals and values as a measuring stick or a way to evaluate the external pressures we're experiencing. This will likely lead to some important conversations with those who are applying that external pressure. Or should I say this could lead to some important conversations. You have to decide to start those conversations. These conversations can be very valuable in aligning our personal values with the expectations that others are putting on us. These important conversations can help enlighten the other person to see our point of view, or at least understand where we're coming from. It can be very possible to find some common ground or a happy medium. Heck, with a conversation, we might even learn that the pressure we were experiencing was only perceived pressure on our part. What a relief it can be to learn that our boss, significant other, friend, or whomever was not holding expectations for us that we thought we were failing. So to recap, breathe. Remember you are in control of you. Evaluate your values and goals. Have conversations. 
take breaks, and have a healthy routine. Move your body daily. Inhale fresh air daily and recharge your battery routinely. Well, I hope this helps. I hope maybe some of you will begin to look at realistic expectations and goals that you have for yourself, and maybe even begin to say no at times. Thanks again for listening. I do value your time. And remember, I would love to have you contact me via email. Ladima at EmbraceTheRussell.net. Let me know your thoughts, comments, and ideas for future topics. Also, remember to contact your local community mental health center if you or someone you know is considering giving up on life or thinking about harming themselves. You can also contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Or you can text the crisis line at 741-741. For veterans, call the same number, 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. And veterans can text at 838-255. Until next time, keep embracing the wrestle.